and welcome back to the ACSC podcast. This is now episode 14 and uh, I know you're probably can get used to seeing me and the deal together but this week the schedules haven't quite worked out so it's back to the Zoom calls again but we make do and we crack on. So this week we're doing a England special. Uh, we sort of decided, we sort of talked about it slightly on Instagram Live the other day where a few questions from Freeman and the football podcast, Simon was asking about England etc and it sort of just got us thinking what our teams would be the England set up in 2025, so five years from now. Uh, we've both created an 11 again, so as you say last episode, we enjoy doing these ones. Um, so we'll go with it. Is It's how Adil sets his team up, how I set my team up. We've both sort of run through. There is a few differences between each team. We've got some honourable mentions as well. Uh, so I'll pass over to Adil for a few words before we start. Hello again. Yeah, back to me again. Yeah, episode 14 now. So it is, uh, it's flying really, isn't it? Um, um, you know, yeah, we're nearly at that match of 15 number. Yes. Um, we, we really enjoy, I think we mentioned it a lot, we really do enjoy these um, 11s, these exciting yes. teams. I think we've made probably, probably about two or, three, two or three now easily. Um, yes. We've had a Premier of the season, we've had a, a World 11, obviously now I know we're going to do an England one. Um, it's an interesting one, because we haven't actually gone specifically for a major tournament coming up. No. We've actually, in five years, which will be 2025, um, and then that could be potentially the team that could we think could potentially make England challenge properly in terms of images. Well, it'll be the World um, Cup, won't it? 20, cause oh, 2026 is actually yeah. scheduled for the, not the next one, but the one after. after. Actually, the build-up for that one, yeah. Um, luckily, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's coming <laughs> home, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if they've announced where that World Cup is, but... Um, is that the sure. American one, I believe? It might be. I thought I America and Mexico. Yeah, yeah, the American one. Yeah, but like I said, we, we really enjoy these ones. Um, unfortunately, like, like Charles said as well, we couldn't quite do it together, which we we know it's a lot easier and it's a lot better. But like like you said, the schedules don't didn't quite work, and it's nice to be back to our old kind of um the or beginning of, uh, kind of yeah stuff. exactly <laughs> exactly. But yeah, Charles, what, what I'll let you crack on and start with your team. I believe we have gone with a a four three four three, 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 four, three. For, FIFA, for players who play FIFA like I do. It's a four three three two. So it's yes. a CDM and then two midfielders in advance and ahead of it. Uh, so yeah. I'll pick off for the goalkeeper. I've gone for Dean Henderson as my number one. Uh, okay. I believe it'll be 27 slash 28 at a time. I don't know exact birthdays off the top of my head, but that's what going by his current age five years. I can't see anyone else taking a number one shirt bar him. Pickford will be long gone by then. I don't even think Pickford will be number one now. That's a, I think you're in opinion with me. He's just, yeah. Yeah. He, don't know what I kind of know what he's done, but Dean Anderson coming up this year at Sheffield, you've seen what he's done. He's critical. You've acclaimed for him. I've been acclaimed of him this season. Yeah. I, think he'll be five more years. I think he'll be United number one by then. Uh, and that's my number one pick. Yeah, I've actually um, gone with Dean Henderson as well. Like you said, he'd probably be coming into the peak. You know, my goalkeepers can go on forever. I mean, some of them don't hit peak until early 30s. But Dean yeah. Henderson, like you said, will be 27, 28 around then. Um, already showing the maturity of, you know, Sheffield United are a big club, you know, with a massive fan base. And he's coming on loan as a young goalkeeper from a, a massive club, Manchester United. Yeah, um, and and he's he's been well. Sheffield United, I'm sure, would love to keep him. I don't think they probably will be able to make that permanent. There is a lot of rumours they're going to get him next year. For oh, okay, what, for, for another potential loan, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay, well that would be really good for him because I think he's a he's a great goalkeeper. He's I know he's made a couple of mistakes, but you know what? As a young keeper, he is. Um, I I actually see him already. I know Nick Pope is really performing at the moment. Yes. Um, I do see him right now really challenging for the number one shirt. Yeah. Um, but in terms of in a few years' time, I think he'll 100% be out. Oh, of course. So that way you just mentioned Nick Pope there. He's on my yeah. cover as my number. He'll be 33 then. 
Okay, but then you need a bit of experience experience there. But I think he's the closest rival now uh, for him. And obviously, just to say before Gary, there may be players coming up in the next two, three years that we don't even know about yet who could come along. Correct. But yeah, correct. Exactly. This is what we're going by currently of players we're seeing playing now. Uh, I'll let you kick off the right back position. Yeah, of course. Right back. I'm actually going with, now this is interesting, and don't bite my head off just yet. <laughs> I have gone with Aaron Wan Bissaka. Okay. Um, a lot of are thinking, where is Trent? And a lot of might now suddenly panic. Yeah. He is in the team. Don't worry about that. I will explain, and Charles will explain as well where he will fit in. Um, but Aaron Wan Bissaka is a more of an established defender in terms of he's a bit rash and going forward is not as prolific as he is in defending. But he's a good defender. He's a great right back, actually. 21 at the moment, so he'll be 26, 27. 26, coming, 27, yeah. 26, 27, yeah, come 2025. Um, I just think for England as well, I know with Liverpool how we play Trent and Robbo and they're very, you know, advanced fullbacks. But we've got a player like Van Dijk who can let them do that. Even out of the centre-backs, I'm going to say, none of them that I've picked right now are completely brilliant right now. But they can be. I think but both of them who I've mentioned. For me, might the centre-backs was the hardest position to pick. There you go. Exactly. So we haven't exactly even got one that you can say, like, yeah, he's established. He's a spine of the team. So that's yeah. where we're a little bit worried yeah. about. That's why I've actually gone with Aaron Bissaka because he's a bit more better at defending. Yeah. Um, so he would be my right back in the four. I've gone for the exact same. Wan Bissaka. Right? <laughs> yeah. And like you said, Arnold is in my team. I think it's a position that we've had a few questions about where he'll play. He's in the middle of mm. my side, but we'll talk about that more in a bit. But Wan Bissaka, like you're saying, is the experience. I've said it before in some of my episodes. If you're going by out and out fullback and defending, Wan Bissaka is unbelievable. I think players like Zaha has come out and said he is the worst player to play against because he's like a ninja. He's everywhere. You yeah. see the way he's and he's He's evolving more at United, getting better and better as time goes on. And I think he will be our best right-back for a long, long time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's my uh, right-back pick as well. OK, do you want to push over or go to the other flank and pick your left-back? Yeah, I'll go for my left-back. I'm going with Ben Sherwell. He's obviously okay. the current England number one. And I think he'll manage to keep hold of his shirt. Uh, he'll be 27-28, I believe, going into around then. But there is a lot, right, it, left back was very hard. Uh, Brandon Williams is an honourable mention of mine. I'll probably have him in my event. I think at United, he's kicked on very well this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. And another player I haven't managed to get in, the, but he's Bakara Saka of Arsenal, obviously. A player yeah. I love, I think he's brilliant. But the only reason I haven't gone for him there is because I haven't seen enough of him in any position. He's played so many positions for Arsenal yeah, yeah. this season. He's played left wing, right wing, centre mid, left back. I don't know where his best position is yet. So I think Ben Sherwell for stability and what he can offer, yeah. he goes my left back. Okay, no, that's fair enough. I've actually uh, not gone with Ben Sherwell. I've actually gone with Bukayo Saka. Okay. Um, I'll just touch on obviously why I've gone with him as well. Um, I think on the other side, like I was saying, we've got Aaron Bissaka, who's a bit more of a reserve defender, a bit more reliable. I just don't personally like seeing two full-backs. And I Ben Sherwell's very good going forward as well. I mean, he's got yeah. that goal at Watford, screamer. Um, and it's good going forward. But Bukayo Saka, right now, I agree with you, Ben Chilwell is 100% the better player. Yeah. But in terms of ceiling and how, how far he can go, Bukayo oh, yeah, Saka, he really excites me. Like you said it just then, he can play well, every single position you can think of. I you just know, think he, going forward in the long term, we have plans to play him more advanced. Yeah, exactly. So that's the, um, I, I just, right now, because I see him, because well, Initially came through as a left yes. back, and it's kind of like and that's probably his like go to. Even though in the future, like with like Trent, we're going to touch on as well. Yeah. 
um, he could potentially go a bit further. But I just love the excitement in him, and I love the way he bombs forward. I don't actually think he's too bad at defending either. He's um, all right. I've got a lot to learn, but you can say that about Trent. Yeah. Trent's good, very, of, you see me the amount of assists. And he can still learn defensively. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I have, like I said, he'll, he'll be 23, so he'll still be very young in, in five years' time. Um, but like I say, I, I'm a big fan of Bukayo Saka. Um, I think my Arsenal have recently tied him down to a new contract. I think it's a long-term um, five years. Long-term contract, five, six years. So that's uh, great Yeah, but like I say, he's my left back. A um, bit of a surprise for a few, but Ben Chua, I just want to say as well, he's my um, backup, honourable mention, if you like. So he's like on my, because I've got five players on the bench. Uh, ben Chua is one of them who would be like the, the cover for the guy. Brilliant. Uh, move on to the centre-backs then. Okay, um, I'll go one and then go back to you and then I'll yeah, go another one. That's fine, go for it. Okay, yeah, um, I've gone with um, Joe Gomez. Yeah. Uh, Joe Gomez right now, well, he will be 27 in 2025. Um, right now he's, he's 22. He's partnered with the best centre-back in the world, um, who is Virgil van Dijk. He's learning the trade every single game, if you like. He had the game against Man City where Raheem Sterling had the better of him. Well, when they when they beat Liverpool four nil, um, but you know what? Over the season, there's been many times. If you've watched Liverpool, Joe Gomez and, and a lot of Liverpool fans would agree pulled Van Dijk out of certain situations. Oh, we've said this on a few episodes. Yeah, exactly. Has yeah. He's been phenomenal. Honestly, when yeah, he plays um, as well. I'll say I'll I'll say I picked him as well on one. So I think I'm yeah. on the right side. I'll go for him because he's the most sure bet of a centre back we're going to have for a long time now. Yeah. But the problem we've got coming up is at the moment I don't see many. I would say, centre backs, you go, yeah, you're going to be good for a long term, long time. Yeah. He's going to be a number one. I think Gomez has got that ability playing next to Van Dyke. He's going to learn a lot more. Um, mm. And I'll partner him with, on my side, I've gone with Tamori from Chelsea. Okay, Chelsea, uh, Tamori, yeah. He'll be 27, 26, I believe, around that time. Um, okay. It's a, such a hard one. I think, from what I've seen of him, he hasn't done amazingly brilliant so far. But out of the picks I could have gone with, I think he's got a lot of potential to learn under Frank at Chelsea. Chelsea are always known for having quite a good defence, John Terry, etc. I think if they get the coaching right and the players around him, I think he'll learn he can evolve. Yeah, no, that's that's quite exciting. Just thinking of it, Tamori and Gomez could work. Yeah. I've actually gone with a player which many people probably have never even heard of. He's Ben White, who's actually currently on loan at Leeds United. Yeah. Um, he's obviously a Brighton Brighton player. They've loaned him out to Leeds for a year. He is interestingly being linked with Liverpool for a, for a whole okay. for a whole year actually, um, and obviously there's potential because he goes back to Brighton, um, and with Dayan Lovren who's been linked with a move away from Liverpool, Liverpool are targeting Ben White. As a, as a, as a, what are you saying? But I was reading yesterday Lovren's meant to be signing a new deal now. Yeah, exactly. Now what it is, he's got one year left. They yeah. want to exercise another year to save value. They still want to sell him. Right. That's the reason of why they've signed an extra. Well, are planning on getting a new contract oh, because it saves value. You can go for an extra five million if you like. Yeah, yeah. So I believe he wants to leave, and I believe there might be coming out and saying, "Yeah, he's an important player for us, or whatever it might be." I think the the whole ambition of all the, of him yeah, and the team so. is is to moving on. And, and like I say, the interestingly, Ben White is the man that it seems like Liverpool are very interested in. And I just and at Leeds United, he's been prominent in what looks like. I don't want to jinx it for Leeds fans. Um, but it looks like they're very close to promotion now. Yes. Him as well as well as, uh, as well as Calvin Phillips in that holding role. They've yeah. got a spine of a team and Ben White at 20, I think he's 20, 20 or 21 right now. Yeah, he's young. Um, right now. And he's such a leader in that team. He's got a good frame. I think he's about six at two. Him and Joe Gomez, he's, I believe he's left-footed. I'm not 100% sure. 
So yeah. Gomez and Whiteford, it could work as a partnership. Yeah. And we will see him have England caps. As long as um, touch wood, he never has to go through any injuries as such in a yeah, long term. Yeah. But 100% he'll be part of the England setup. Can I say he'll guarantee he'll be in England startup? No, I can't. This so is, this is what I like. Exactly, yeah. But I mean, like it's I said, a bit Gomez, at the moment, as an England fan, it's so exciting seeing the amount of potential we've got coming through in the advanced positions. But if there's yeah. any position, I want to see some people coming through. It's centre-arts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want to touch on as well is that I haven't mentioned Harry Maguire and neither of you. Harry Maguire will be, I believe, about 31 or 32 by then. 30, 31, I think. Oh, please. I, might be wrong. I, don't... I liked him. And, and uh, it's not, like I say... I've been very critical of him. I just don't like Harry Maguire. I, I just don't like Harry Maguire. I don't think he's actually a great centre back, and and that's a centre back. He's too slow to be a modern centre back nowadays. Correct. If yeah, and I just the think, way yeah. the game's played with the forwards and the pace, he. If you took him back five, ten years ago, I think it would have been outstanding. Yeah, got yeah. that punch there. But now the way the game's changing, I don't think he'd be able to keep up with the pace. Yeah, no, exactly. And I feel like going forward, especially with the young pace players that we're seeing in that team. <laughs> So far already, I, I just don't see him. I know it's, it's very important. You probably sat there thinking. Don't get me wrong. I think like the last World Cup, he was phenomenal for us. Yeah, but but in a back three, that was wasn't it? Exactly. Exactly, and, and I don't see him that good in a in a back four. Um, and they say if you if you're forced to play a back three, notably none of your centre backs are good enough. It's just three okay ones. Well, you That's what they say, well, yeah, you play, what do you play? Socrates. Uh, um, three, four, three now. Exactly, exactly. So when, when you haven't got one brilliant centre back, yeah. you'll see very often you, you'll go to a, a three. Yeah. And that's what he, well, England had initially in the World Cup. They did well. But for me, Harry Maguire, I know a lot of people are probably thinking, where is he? He's not even on an honourable mention for me no. at the moment, actually. Um, so he misses out. But I believe, is that our back four completely? That's the back four and the keeper done, yeah. So. Okay. Move on to the CDM. Yeah, so this is the deep lying player. Um, I think we've gone with different like, positions here, but I will always explain that. Yeah. I've gone with uh, Declan Rice in the holding position. Uh, Declan Rice, we've just got it here as well. He will be, bear with me, 26, 20, yeah, 26 years old come 2025. I think he's about 21 right now. Declan Rice already captain West Ham the last couple of games. Um, yeah. Mark Mack has obviously been out and they've picked up results. You know, he's showing his leadership qualities already, um, which is so important going forward for England because... What is quite notable in this starting eleven for me is that there's probably not many leaders, if you like, going to be oh, in. Board, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If you like, so Declan Rice showing those, um, and in midfield is vital. I think in yeah. midfield you need to have someone who can grab you by the neck and like get back into your position. He, yeah. he could be that player. You know, he breaks up play so well. I mean, he reminds me of Fabinho at Liverpool, but obviously he's just obviously still in his development. But yeah. he, he's been obviously linked with Manchester United. He's been linked with Chelsea. He's been linked with big teams, and I don't see him at West Ham long term. Um, which might be good for his uh, development. development. Very good defensive midfielder. I think he can he can be that player that will let the other two, who I want to mention, Do almost advance and play yeah. a bit free. If you like. So I've gone with Declan Rice. Okay, so I've gone with Trent Alexander-Arnold okay. as my holding. Okay. Um, interesting thing, obviously, I don't know many people. Fabinho, obviously, Liverpool's excited plan. Started as the right-back at Monaco. Jardim okay. then made the decision to move him in to that holding midfield role. Right, um, okay. I do actually I remember think, that. Yeah. And I think this is where everyone said it now. It's been so a lot more predominantly recent in the press is how Arnold has got the ability. Obviously, I believe he started out as a central midfielder, I believe. I yes, he did. Right yeah, he did. He knows how to play it. And I think instead of having, I know his assist ability, but he can defend. And I think he will get better over time. 
having him in that holding midfield role, I think it's more of a box-to-box player as well. He can allow the players to get forward, but he can also, when needed, he's got that vision, that range. With the mm. players wide we've got, him having a long ball over the top and still providing that support, I think could be so key. It could be massive for what we're doing. I don't, yeah. wrong, I don't agree with Declan Rice, but I there's something about Declan Rice I'm just not sure about. Okay, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. The amount of players you've seen, obviously, from West Ham, also like Reese Oxford a few years ago. Yeah, and he kind of fell off a little bit. He fell off. Yeah. Declan Rice had a lot of hype last year and it sort of, sort of steadied out a little bit. Yeah. I think he needs to move on to West Ham to get onto the higher right, uh, heights and that again now. But yeah, I'll go over Alexon Arnold. That's my CBA. Okay, that's interesting. Fair enough. Um, so now we'll go with the two in front of the, the yeah. sixth, sixth yeah. position, if you like. Yeah. Um, I've gone with, um, I'll go with my first one. Yep. which is Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yep. Um, so if, you, if you've got a Declan Rice in the six, you'll have one just on the left ahead and one on the right ahead. Yep. Trent's the one on the right ahead. Okay. Now, back to Trent now, obviously, I was explaining a little bit as well earlier, is I believe for Liverpool, in the long term, for, for now, he will maintain as a right-back. Yep. But I think for England, he might evolve as a midfielder. So what could happen is, I, I could see it, he could be playing centre-mid for England and playing right-back for Liverpool. Right, right, yeah, yeah. It will be challenging, but I've seen players do that, where for England, they play a conflicted position. Yeah, yeah. And then their club, like, you know, it happened with Gerard and Lampard. I know they didn't work as much, but they kind of played together midfield. But then for Liverpool, Gerard played almost as a, a almost centre-forward, you know, just behind Torres, yeah. if you like. So players can adapt, and I think Trent will play ahead of Rice. The reason I haven't put him in that holding role is because, you know, I this is going to sound crazy. I genuinely see so many similarities between Trent and Kevin De Bruyne. In terms of ability oh, of the passing range, in the, exactly the vision of the game, his awareness, yeah. and and let's be honest, he, he can score goals. He can take a free kick. He's got oh. an eye for a goal. And yeah. obviously, if you want, if you're going to play in the two attacking roles, you, you need to be able to go for exactly. And I think he has got that. Um, and that's why I really see him there. I do. I'm not 100 percent sure if that's going to be what England do or Liverpool do, but I'd love to see it trialed because yeah, I, yeah. like you said, he started off as a centre midfielder, which he did. Um, and obviously went into a right back. And right now, you know, with the assist numbers and how we play as Liverpool, it's yeah. too important for him to stay as a right back. And, and I believe he'll stay there for at least a few more years. Yeah. But I'd love to see him in that almost a free role with Rice sitting in. Yeah. And just dictate play. He can get obviously he's got the defending, which is going to get better at anyway. Box to box as you like. Um. But the, the but like you say, the long range passes with the wingers that England have potentially got in the future, the pace England have got, yeah. it could be absolutely frightening. Um. So that's why I've gone Trent just ahead of Declan Rice okay. uh, in one of my positions. So I'll let you go on one you of You go for the right side. I'll do my right side of the player. I've got a Mason okay. Mount of Chelsea. Okay, okay. Uh, it'll be 26, 25. Yeah, uh, correct. I love him. I think watching, he's such a down-to-earth person, personality-wise yeah. as well. And he's, his ability-wise, he's phenomenal. But what he's done this season, obviously everyone with Chelsea was saying, are oh, they going to be able to compete? No money to spend. Young players like him... Doi, Abraham, they've all stepped up and here's a short bet to get a spot in the Chelsea lineup, even with Zayek, etc. coming in. I think he's yeah. a big, big name for Chelsea and he'll be on my right side. Okay. I'll let you go on your left side and then I'll come back on my left side. I think we all know it's coming. Right, just be back. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Foden of Man City. Okay. The 24-25. I think this kid here, <laughs> I don't need to say much more. Sorry. Yeah. Recently, <laughs> since the lockdown, obviously, 
I don't know if you saw, I think it may have been about episode four or five. It's becoming, I don't remember. I don't know what you're about to say. <laughs> not true. It's become an ongoing theme of our podcast. The deal was very critical about him saying he's very overrated. And since mm. then, he's sort of just hit God, the running. Um, yeah, he's just become good. Yeah. I think he's going to be so key in England midfielder. Pep Guardiola didn't say what he did before, like we said before. He's the best youngster he's ever trained for nothing. Big, big coming from Pep. Exactly, and I think obviously he's going to, he's now I think going to start getting more and more starts at City with David Silva going. They've got a replacement, many rated fielder, uh, Phil Foden to step mm-hmm. up. I see him as such a key player in our midfield. Dribbling wise, it's there. Goals, he's got that ability, that diehard work rate. I think everything's there for him. Yeah, all seriousness now. Um, I feel like he's uh, he can become. A very special player now. I mean, obviously, I know that I said he's overrated, but I did say it back then as well that right now the hype around him, I'm not quite understanding. But the ceiling is there for him. The, the world is always something set. Um, for an England perspective, it's massive. It could be great. He's he's actually my honourable. He's on my bench, and to even make that team now, <laughs> back episode whenever it was, you wouldn't even see him on on this anywhere near my team. So credit to him for you know performing. Um, but yeah, he's an honourable player in my team. Um, and I, like you said as well, I think he has got all the tools to potentially be someone very special. I haven't gone with him in that left kind of midfield position. I've gone with Mason Mount. Um, like you said, Mason Mount will be 25-26. Now, interestingly as well about Mason Mount, I've not gone with Jack Grealish will be about 28-29. And I believe Madison will be about 27-28. Yeah. Um, and them two are, you know, you'd almost say they're peak ages for a midfielder. Yeah. However... I've gone with Mason Mount because I actually like Mason Mount out of out of the three. Right now, out of the three, I think Grealish is the best one, personally. But Mason Mount, like you said, his attitude towards the game, his discipline, if you see the way he plays the game, you know, gets on with it. Yeah. You know, he's not very, like, you know, doesn't kick up a fuss. Yeah. He's, even in the training training ground, Frank Lampard's talking about him all the time, saying how he had him at Derby on loan. And then it's, it's, I it's, think it's the big thing also, like, where you're going about Lampard, I think yeah. with Lampard as your coach, you're talking about probably one of... One of the best footballers in the history of England, yeah. Exactly. You've got arguably, if not the greatest, I'll say one of the greatest attacking midfielders. We've had, yeah, And he's the he's one that's going to be guiding you how to get better and better. You're going yeah. to pick up on things. And I think that is where that coaching is going to become so critical thing with Lampard. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, it's vital. It's so important because... I do see all my similarities in terms. I know Lampard was a, a very much a box to box. He was yeah, yeah. one of the best box to box players I've, I've seen in Premier League history. I really can say that. Yeah. Um, Mount is a bit more of an advanced, almost like a number ten. Yeah. But I do see similarities. He's got the attitude. He's got. He's always are in and around that box to pick up that. He's ball. always around it, and and he, when he finishes, if you see some of the goals he scores, yeah. looks so easy, you know. Yeah. And I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I've spoken to many people about this as well. I love missing Mount. I think his attitude is, is incredible. Lot to learn, don't get me wrong. Right now, you know, he's still a young boy, he's still only what 20 now. Yeah, like we say as well, we keep saying this. We wish no <coughs> apologies. Obviously, in the long term, <clears throat> a lot of England players have had a lot of injuries that have yeah, changed yeah. their careers. Jack Wilshire, notably, he could have been probably the best player we've ever had, could have been honestly, could have been. It'll be um, for sure, 100%. That's what I'm saying, exactly. And that's and we've been so unfortunate. Michael Owen had long long-term injuries, yeah. and he could have gone on. I know he was brilliant anyway. So I, I don't wish any injuries on these players, but if Mason Mount could stay fit, if Mason Mount could prominently play in Frank Lampard's Chelsea team, he will be in that starting eleven for England, and I can say that with a, almost a certainty. I, I, I would really rate him. So my middle three is Rice, Trent, Mount, and yours is Trent, Foden, and Mount, isn't it? Yes. 
Okay, so we'll start. Should we go? Two, so we've gone two wingers and a striker. Striker, okay, yeah. Okay, so you, do you want to start with uh, one, one of the wingers? I will go with the left winger. Okay. I'm playing Marcus Rashford, uh, left wing. Okay. Uh, he'll be 26 27 then. Uh, it's a big one to play him on the left, but I, there's two names I've got as a striker that I think will get ahead of him just so I can't mm. not have him in the team. I think this season he's kicked on again and again and he just looks phenomenal. Uh, mm. Playing that United team, which is only getting better, I hate to say yeah. it. Um, it's only getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And in an England show, you can't deny his performances. He's been good. He's getting yeah. better. He'll get better with time. So I'll have him there. Sterling is my backup, one of them mentioned. He'll be 30 slash 29 going into this World Cup. Okay. Um, so he's your honourable... Wing he, he will be in that team. I think he'll be a very crucial player for the next two, three years at least. Uh, there's no dying in that. But I just think with its time, Rashford's got a lot more ceiling to hit yet. Before. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. <clears throat> I've actually had a, a change of heart. Um, we, were, we actually made a little... We, we had a discussion just before yeah. the starting level. Yeah, yeah. And we run it through. I've actually just... I know it's very last minute, but I've had a change of mind. Okay. I've got a left wing, Marcus Rashford. Okay. Um, initially, it was going to be Raheem Sterling. Yeah. And I was going to have, well, I was going to have Raheem Sterling on the right side. And I was going to have someone I'll mention in, in a second on the left side. However, I'm going with you and I'm going to go Marcus Rashford off the left wing. Personally, like you said, Marcus Rashford would be, how old would he be? 27 or so? Uh, 26 or 27. Okay. Exactly. So, like you said as well, I, personally, I actually do think his best position, and this is arguable and very debatable. A lot of people say he's a striker. I actually do think he's the most he's most dangerous. He's got coming the, the pace. With the pace, pace, the dribbling. Yeah. I, I actually don't think he's that dead ball, you know, one on one with the keeper. When he's one on one with the keeper, you don't always think he's gonna put this way. For example, no. for example, um, I don't know, let's say someone like like Jamie Vardy, for example. I know that he's a non proper number nine. But when he's one on one with the keeper, you think, yeah, he's gonna take it around the keeper. Oh, here we go. Exactly. I don't, when, I, when Rashford, I know he's still a young boy, still only 21, 22, 20, 21, 22 right now. Yeah. 22, I believe it might be. I just don't see him as prolific and, you know, like, um, what's the word to say? Like, as like, you know, ice cool, if you like, front of goal. Um, he's a very explosive kind of player. He's got a fantastic long shot. He's got a great free kick. Really think he's dangerous off the left wing. Yeah. Um, and like you say, already for England, he's, he's, he's performing a lot. He's starting a lot of games for England. Like you say, the ever ever evolving Manchester United side that looks prolific with the front three of um, yeah, Greenwood, Mason, Mason Martial, and, and obviously um, and Rashford. Of course. Also, I don't think is, I think he'll be a very big character in that team, a leader in a way. If you go in, then he would have been around that team for nine, ten years yeah. possibly. Yeah. And I think his personality as well has so much been said during this whole crazy time. The amount yeah. of work he's done personally. I, think, I believe Manchester University University of announced. Oh, correct, of that, yeah. yeah, that was actually today, wasn't it? it this morning. Phenomenal, youngest ever person. A, to get, yeah. But a guy yeah. of his age, like he's around our age, probably even a bit younger than us now. Is he is our age? Yeah. For someone that to be that mature in the head as well, and mm. being what you said, some people say as a footballer, they're not smart, etc. He is so. I have so much time and respect. Like, like I say, a Manchester United player, you know, Liverpool fan, you're an Arsenal fan, yeah, we yeah. are rivals of Manchester United. Yeah. Um, but I have I have nothing but respect for yeah. Rashford. 
Um, I think he's proven himself to be uh, an honourable man, let alone a football player. Yeah. Um, and and that can really those if he's showing those leadership qualities and that kind of maturity already, five years time for England, he could be so important on the pitch. Like I say, I mean, I keep saying this, this 11, the only, I think I'm a little bit worried about this 11 is there's a lot of youngsters. Yeah. yeah. I was still like, not young, but they'll be like almost not like, overly experienced. Mm-hmm. So players like him, Harry Kane and whoever it might be, even Joe Gomez we were saying, people right now, them, them players, been around in terms of leadership quality, exactly. So that's why he would be on my left wing as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll go with the right winger, and then. Okay. So you go for your right wing. Okay. Yeah, I've gone with uh, who we all think it will be. It will be Jaden Sancho. Yeah. Um. Arguably, arguably one of the the brightest prospects in world football. He's you know already you know you probably even say. He's, one of the best players in the world. You, you can say that, honestly. You can one of the best wingers in the world, if you like. Yeah. Um, I think you had him in your World eleven, didn't you? I think you might have had I him. I had him in my World eleven, and I said he will become a top three player in the world. There you go. That's it. The, 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 the amount of that yeah. After I name my winger and striker, there is a player that it was that close to making my team. Um, but I'll, I'll explain after I say yeah. my team. Um, but I've gone Jaden Sancho. I mean, Sancho there. I think he'll be about 26, 25, 26. 25, 26. Yeah, so, you know, perfect age, you know, the way he is, he might be one of the, in terms of technical footballing ability, Yeah, I don't really know anyone, I've not seen anyone in, ever for England that's just got it, who's gone out to Germany, taken the number seven shirt, the famous number seven shirt, Borussia Dortmund, yeah. who is arguably one of the biggest clubs in Germany, and just taken the position in his own, you know, he's got the arrogance, yeah, he's, got, he's got the arrogance, but the confidence. But one thing about Jadon Sancho I'm a little bit concerned about, is that he has got a bit of a, an arrogance attitude, which I, 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 I worry. It's very important having it, but I do worry. I just hope if he can weigh in a little bit, rein it in a little bit, mm. and just focus a bit more. Because like I say, even teams, certain clubs I've, I've seen, I'm, I'm almost not quite interested because of his potential attitude. I know at Dortmund. I know recently with Dortmund. It's I, hard, I, though, because the, the, yeah. the amount of players that get labelled with this attitude, etc. Yeah, Aubameyang was a prime one. Arsenal when we brought in Dortmund had all these issues with him since yeah. he's been at Arsenal what issue have we had with attitude wise none if you like have you so I think it's one you could definitely say is Usman Dembele at Barca yeah um, countless issues to get player like that but I don't see that coming an issue with Sancho I think the problem is he knows he's good yeah deniable I think you allowed in a way, you sort of allow the sense of cockiness if you know you've got that ability in your locker. Yeah, um, no, no I, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's hard, but I just there's no doubt. I think he will be. Oh, his ability. Oh, he'll he be the best player on that side. He'll be the, the standout. He could be, like you said, we've already said it. He'll probably be the top three best players in the world. Yes, we've mentioned on our generational talent episode, which I'm not sure which episode that was. Um, might be eight or nine, I'm not sure. But like I said, we've mentioned that we've spoken about him so highly already. Um, but like you say, I think he will, don't get me wrong, I, I've just touched on his attitude there, but he will, he's a shoeing, honestly a shoeing yeah. um, in the England side. Um, is that your right winger as well then? Yeah. He My honourable mention for that is Callum hudson Adoy. Okay. Uh, he will be around the side. Uh, there's no denying, yeah. I think he's got bags of ability as well. Yeah. Him, him and uh, he could even play on the left because I, I remember the game when he come on the left and Sancho was on the right. We yeah. just absolutely pummeled the back line with them two running at them with the ability they've got. 
Um, yeah. But you, there's no way you can't not have Sancho starting. Yeah, so Sancho and Rashford as our wingers. Um, and then a striker, I'll let you touch on your number nine. Okay. Or number so two, like. I've got Harry Kane starting. He'll be, I believe, 31. 30, 31, yeah. But is there a man that I, I can't... England shirt, I love him. Always will. I think he is. Yeah. And I think you'll be wearing a Tottenham shirt as well. I was oh, yeah, here we go, yeah. But no, for what he does for England is... For not, arguably, you could say at the back end of the last World Cup, he was phenomenal in the group stage and did nothing in the knockouts, but he's still got golden boot from that. Um, I think he's the last winner of the golden boots. Is Lineker, I believe, at a World Cup for England? For an England player, was it? Yeah. I, oh, believe, that's I believe. Okay. Um, but I think more than anything for the record, he'll break the England goal scoring record. He'll break Rooney. His record, I can't think. He's all He's, I'm he, sure he's already that third or fourth already. Yeah, he? I think he's something like fifth or sixth already, and he's what twenty four. Yeah, twenty four, twenty five right now. So, yeah. Rooney only retired from England what three years ago, two three years ago. Yeah. So the world is his oyster in an English shirt. I mm-hmm. think he'll be my captain still. He's captain now. I think I'll still have him just for the ability wise of what his name is. Is a shoe in in that side as well. Like you say, you're going by the ice coolness. Kane's a traditional striker, in my opinion. He's a shearer type striker. You get the ball to him, his eye is, I'm not going to do four or five step overs. I'm, I'm going to faster and I'm going to fucking break the net. That's the yeah. type of player I see him as. Yeah. I have to have him there. Yeah, no, fair enough. I've gone with uh, Harry Kane as well. Um, I was debating something else, and I'll explain once I've um, okay. said Harry Kane in my starting 11. Like you said, he's 20, I think he's 25 right now, yeah. and he's already England captain. And that already says so much because yeah. right now that already shows the leadership qualities. Yeah. Um, if you look at Harry Kane, you almost look at him and think he doesn't look like a 25-year-old. He almost looks a lot older. Yeah. But that's a credit to his maturity and it's credit to his personality, if you like. Yeah. Um, and in terms of ability, like I was saying earlier um, about Rashford you know, coming front of goal. Harry Kane's that guy, front of goal. I can close my eyes and, and I'm sure he could, he could put it away. And not just about a striker. I've seen him drop in, pick the ball up, look wise for Spurs or even for England, he's not always just staying up there. He likes to just drift in, yeah. come in and then kind of like help the midfielders if you like. Um, I was, like I said, he would be 30-31. I was contemplating something else, but like I say, because of it again, of leadership qualities in the team, you need three three or four of them in that like, guys, leaders yeah. in the team. I think exactly. another thing with Kane is his determination. You look at the amount of injuries that like you'd say are four or five month injuries, he's back within eight weeks. Yeah. And back and then and then scoring again. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, it, I think in last season everyone ruled him out, and he was back. His mm. determination and his workability is nothing to do. It's almost like Ronaldo esque and Messi yeah. with that determination of I yeah. get myself yeah. back. And that determination that not many do have. Yeah. In all fairness, no. And that's one about Cardinals. Like I said, I always hate him in a Spurs shirt. No tonight. Yeah. But yeah. Permanent Spurs shirt is. Phenomenal. Yeah. No, I will um, just, like I said, I think that's our team concluded. Um, I'll just run through mine or you can run through yours. I think yeah. I went with, um, so I had Dean Henderson. I had Aaron Bissaka right back. Yeah. Gomez and Ben White as centre-backs. I had left-back as uh, Bukayo Saka. Yeah. I had Declan Rice as a holding. Trent Alexander-Arnold and Mason Mount just further ahead. 
wingers, I've gone Rashford and Sancho, and my number nine is Harry Kane. I'll let you run through yours, and then I just want to touch quickly on what I was going to say earlier. Yeah, well, I've got a player, I'll just quickly mention, is Mason Greenwood was very, very close. Yeah, OK, in fact, that's what I want to touch on in a second. Yeah, it is. yeah that's brilliant. Do you want to uh, run through your 11? Yeah, so I've got Dean Henderson in goal, Juan Masaka at right-back. My full-backs are Tamori and Joe Gomez. Ben Sherwell starting at left-back. Arnold in the holding midfield role with Mount and Foden above him. Sancho and Rashford wide with Harry Kane on top. Okay, so there's a couple of changes, but that's, you know, what most of the... We've got seven, eight players that are very... Well, if it is on in the episode, I'll have a nice little diagram to display the teams as well. There you go. That's, that's brilliant, Charles. <laughs> You're the man for that sort of stuff. But yeah, like I was going to say as well, I was that close leaving at Harry Kane. I was the only out he was going to be my backup. That's, well, you know what? Mason Greenwood, I was going to play, and I'm not, I'm, obviously, like I say, it's not, I've got him on my team now, it's done. Yeah. I was going to have Sancho left wing, yeah, Rashford up front, and Mason Greenwood right wing. The only reason I've not put him in my 11 is, like I said earlier, I don't think Marcus Rashford has got the absolute number nine instinct. Like, like I say, he's better on, on the wing, and Harry Kane obviously has. But Mason Greenwood, watching him play, especially since lockdown, the goal against Aston Villa when Reina didn't even move, really. Yeah. He has got the ability to genuinely become one of the best players in the world. That I, I can say that. The only reason also I didn't start him is, the same opinion why I didn't go for Saka, is yeah. I haven't seen enough of him, enough yeah. of him yet. Don't yeah. get and him he'll be, he'll be he special. Three, I think. Yeah. 23. He will be special. I don't know if he's got a cap yet, has he? No, he hasn't, has he? No, but I don't no, want to be... Critical and say after five, ten good games, mm. you're going to be the next best thing. It's you yeah, see it yeah. so often. No, no I, I fully see that. I, in fact, that's a good way of looking at it. And that's why you've got it at certain is that when you've got a player like Harry Kane, you can't ignore him. Yeah. How important yeah. it's going to be. He will be. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly why I've literally I've sat on it, contemplated, yeah. and I thought. And you go you know in, it is a player who I see is going to be the top scorer in England history. You mm. can't not, while he's fit enough to play, you can't not play. Yeah. Uh, no, that's absolutely fair enough. Exactly what I've gone with him as well. Mason Greenwood, obviously, an honourable mention. Yeah. Just, I'll just run through the, the honourable mention sub players I had. Obviously, Ben Chilwell, who's obviously made your team. Yeah. Phil Foden, who obviously made your team. Yeah. Um, James Madison um, over Grealish. Just because I, again, Madison as well. I had him over Grealish only because, even, like I said, even though I think Grealish is better right now, Madison's got the potential to go slightly further. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, like I say, in a few years' time, he could be there. Um, I've also gone with um, Raheem Sterling, obviously, who, who was going to make my 11, yeah. and now he's going to be a backup. Um, Mason Greenwood, who I think is going to be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I've gone with is Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um, Calvert-Lewin will be 27, 28. I know, look, you're looking at me now thinking, how on earth are you with that? Dominic Calvert-Lewin is a player over the last couple... You've actually left the screen. You're, you're that disgusting. Oh, <laughs> Dominic Calvert-Lewin is a player who... For the last couple of years, people are saying, has, has he got enough quality to be a, a proper striker? But what I think yeah. over, especially this season, I think that means he got means about 15, 16 goals in the league this season, yeah, yeah. Um, working under one of the greatest managers in the history of the game. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Um, I just don't think as a number nine striker, apart from Harry Kane, um, I, don't, I don't think Rashford is a number nine. I don't think Mason Green is a number nine. Apart from that, we don't really have... Like, think about it. If Rashford, if Kane got injured, let's say, for example, Touchwood mm. never gets injured, especially long term, which striker have we got that can be straight? Well, 
you talking no, about? No, no, in five years' time. In five, oh, years okay, time. Yeah, five years' time, yeah. yeah. That's why is, I think that's so one thing I have noticed for England at the moment is the amount of good quality youth players in the four positions we're rigging through. There's going to be a never-ending cycle of these coming through. Mm. Um, and that's why I just, it's so hard for me to think, have a look. He's not exactly young now. No, he's 22 right now, so yeah. Realistically, where at the moment, I don't see him getting in when England signed. If you're going to call anyone up at the moment, it'll be Danny Ings. Yeah. It's yeah, no, I, I do see that. I think he was linked with United. He he probably does need to move like that. Um, but then got, again, now the Martial put in the door first to have any chance of England. And obviously, I know Gareth Southgate always goes. He picks by ability and playing time. And that's the thing is, when you've got players like Danny Ings who are playing probably in the form of his life at the moment, you're going to pick yeah. him over. Yeah, um, and that's the reason. So, like I said, Gareth Southgate there. Who would be your manager in 2025? Uh, five years time, I think it will remain as Gareth yes um, I think Gareth's done a he's coming to a job with a, not a lot of in terms of a lot of experience I know he managed Middlesbrough I'm not going to lie when he was appointed I was I was not happy I must admit I, I was I was even calling out for Eddie Howe um, who obviously now you can see the drop off we've obviously mentioned already how it was stagnant like I said when it's a point I was like what the hell are we doing I said where are we planning on going and exactly, I'm exactly the same, and I was just thinking. The job. I, I was very, I was very disheartened by that decision. Yeah. Obviously, I was going to back the man, and I was going to back the decision. Yeah. Um, but I just felt a bit like, oh, there's no ambition here from the England FA, if you like. But the World Cup showing, which was so important, um, and just not just that, just the way you see England play now, it's not, it's not the old, boring four-five-one long ball. Yeah, yeah. One-nil, be very defend, be very compact. It's not that England. Yeah. It's the England that go be yourself, go be exciting. Yeah. And Gareth yeah. has installed that into England. Yeah. And he, he deserves a lot of credit for that. Gareth Southgate is still a young manager. 100% he can be our manager. As long as we don't have a, a awful, say, for example, Euros or the next World Cup where we go out and group. This is the hard thing, though. What would now would you class as a bad? Because I think the problem is we've just raised our expectations as a nation. Well, right? in the next two major um, competitions, which is the Euros, which is now being pushed back until next year. and then the World Cup. We need, to, we need to at least our, our, yeah, that will, I mean, I'd say at least quarterfinals. And that would be a... With the squad we've got going to that Euros, semis? There you go. Exactly. And if we don't, if we get knocked out in the groups or round of 16, then questions will be asked and rightfully so. Because there are enough young managers out there who play, the way England got the players, there's managers out there. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about it more than anything. If I, you know who I would like to see eventually? Lamar. Oh. England manager. Yeah. That's the thing. Lampard link. I saw, if you've seen the favour for the next England manager, Steven Gerrard. See, I saw that, but then the way Rangers play, I'm not sure if he's no, the right No, but to manager. me, someone like, he could work, but Lampard, to me, I think when he's a bit older and he's done at Chelsea and that, he'll yeah. be a perfect... That, that, that'll be at least, it's got to be at least, you're looking at at least seven, eight years at least. I don't, I, unless Chelsea, and Chelsea obviously have a reputation of getting rid of their manager. Exactly. Um, but at the moment, I, I just hope he grows. And what he's done at Chelsea, like you said, um, well, what we've said about before, yeah. is that he's with a, no budget, lost their talisman in Hazard, um, and they look like they're going to make the top four places. And I think for um, me, he'll have a lot of the English players: Tomori, Mount, Mount, uh, yeah, exactly. Abraham, 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 potentially. So a lot of them are already. He knows what they're like, and I think that's a yeah. good thing. Then. Yeah, I think, like you say, yeah, that could potentially happen. Like I said, for now, Gareth fully deserves the... Yes, 100 the, There's no doubt about that. He's, he's, he's earned that. He will bring it home. 
I'm not saying it anymore. You know what? I got this time World Cup. Um, and then, you know, but like I say, semi final, we did so well. But the benchmark has been set. And the, it has, massively. It has. And I'll touch on it a little bit. For, like, for my opinion, is I, I've always loved the national football watching it. Is it's so good to see so many people behind international football again, actually mm-hmm. getting behind England. It's, the atmosphere, nothing beating international football. Like going around the that- in the summer. It yeah, amazing atmosphere to be part of when England are doing well. It's only you know what I think the reason we see a lot more fans like you know um, invested into international football now is because we just look more exciting. We've got players that are not your natural English players. Sancho doesn't look like an English player. Sancho looks like a Brazilian salsa yeah. player. You know, Sancho looks like a Spanish player. That's what that's what I'm saying. We haven't got our old school Harry Maguire. You know, old school We're changing the identity of England. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it's so good to see is that, but it's also so exciting times for England. It's like everyone said, like growing up, probably just a bit before us was the golden generation: Lampard, Gerrard, Scholes, Ashley Colford, and John Terry. I'm saying that this yeah. team we could have can succeed that and become a golden generation. They could win a major tournament. Like I said, we don't want to over-excite and over-expect you know, and then under-deliver, if you like. But to me... Um, but why not? Because I'm looking at... I'm just thinking about the talent in the top leagues now is... Yeah. A lot of people now seeing it. We're not that little side anymore. We've got a lot of exciting talent coming through. That could Don't get me wrong. Well, Germany, Germany, France, Spain are still... They're always going to be up. I've always got those young players even right now top of my head. But we're still now finally... We're there as well now. We're bringing top talent through to compete. Yeah, especially especially against the South American team like Argentina and Brazil, yeah. who are we probably better in terms of squad already. Yeah. Um. Of course, they've got France and Germany and even Spain yeah. and even Italy. They've got players like us already. Or we've got young players, but the South American teams have been left behind a little bit. Yeah. Um. But like I say, I'm I'm very excited about what the future holds for us. Yeah. Um. I've, I've actually really enjoyed doing this episode. Um, a lot, because obviously, like I've always mentioned it before, I've just touched on it at the end here as well, is that I've always said that it's, it's the club before, Liverpool before England for me. Um, people are very welcome to ask me why and ask me how, why I feel like that way. Don't get me wrong, when England play, I support England. You can come watch a game with me in England. I'll be as, as excited as you are. Yeah. But Liverpool will always be the priority for me. Um, but watching England win a major trophy would be the best thing in the world. It really would be because you know what, for our country, especially in the pandemic and the situation we're in in the world right now, it would lift spirits so much coming out of this situation. So you asked, I'll touch on the last bit, I'll touch on it. I see on the Instagram live the other day was, I think you asked me a question, would you see, I don't know, Arsenal win the league or England win the league? I think you said England, didn't you? England, to win the World Cup, I'm telling you that is, for me, it's making memories. Arsenal will become good again in the future, but England, we're so now. We're never, since 66, we've not won anything. For us to win a World Cup in my lifetime, that would be just so special. Yeah, that would be... You grow up, your kid will ask you, what was you doing when England won the World Cup? Yeah, that's crazy, because the only person, even my dad, who was born in 67, yeah, um, he wasn't even here, so even my dad's not seen England win anything. It's such a, just quickly on that as well, we've not even won a Euros ever, have we? No. So even just that... What we're saying, be, if we're meant to be the creators of football and the founders of football, it's... Yeah. I just want to see us win something. That will make me happy. Yeah. No, it would be, like I say, it would change. It could potentially unite the country like never before. 
um, you know, oh, especially oh, with oh, the... Sorry, you must have seen, you must have been involved with it, the scenes at pubs and everything when the, we were in the semis. Oh, I, I, when the penalty shoot happened, well, it was in no, oh, the quarterfinals. Well, the, the, the 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 I was sweating. The semi finals, when that goal went in. When it, Kieran Trippier scored that goal, I'm not sure how many people were pregnant after that on that day. It was, it was, it was literally every yeah. pub in England erupted. Um, and I remember the scene like the, the, the beers yeah, and all the, the beers flying up. That's what's so special. It's such a good atmosphere. And that's what it's yeah, about. I just think as well, especially in the situation where you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, and the the getting together as a community yeah. and the culture community and especially if you look at the England team, there's a lot of black players, there's a lot of English white players um, that got well. If we're going to win something, they need to unite and win. Yeah. So if England deliver a major trophy, instantly, like for example with Liverpool, for example, yeah, Mo Salah, for example, Mo Salah, Muslim player, you know, done so much for the club now, and what he's done in Liverpool. It's dropped the racism um, levels, yeah. and in terms of people like just accepting and appreciating like Muslim people and not being as racist, but because of one player, imagine a whole nation winning a World Cup. Exactly. It could unite us all, exactly. and something like that could be very important. And that's just a, from a perspective of a maybe not a football perspective. Yeah. But like like we said, you know, football is like the, the most important of the least important things, as, as we've said before. Um, but yeah, that would be something that could be really special. And we can see it happening. You know, looking at that team, your team, my team, it could challenge. Of course, it can challenge. Um, we'd love to see players like, you know, the players like Jude Bellingham, who's obviously 17, potentially signing for Borussia Dortmund. These players could quickly shoot on the scene. Jaden Sancho, if, you, if, we, if we did this two, three years ago, we wouldn't have a... Jaden Sancho, we don't know who he is. And to know that suddenly he would be the best player in that team, players can shoot up that system so, so quickly. And that's the best thing about it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was that's that's the best thing about it. I think we'll wrap this one up for this week, obviously. Yeah, of course. If you'd like to see us talk more international football, I'm more than happy to do. I love watching international football and so it's 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 a different type of atmosphere to talk about and different national you see some of the best players in the world come together in their national team side of things. So that's no and other ideas we got is potentially a live podcast episode. It's an idea we're sort yeah. of toyed with. Or like an insta live, isn't it? Yeah. In a way like that. So it probably maybe like a Zoom or so. I don't know how we'll do it. We'll find a way of doing it live. Um, let us know what you think of that. And that way you can sort of tune in with us, ask us questions yeah. on the podcast. To be honest, thinking that, Charles, as well, probably the easiest from my head, I think Insta Live can go on for an hour, is it? I'm not yes. sure. So even that, and I, I know we get a bit of interaction on Insta Live, don't we? Yeah. So we can potentially do a topic on Insta Live yeah. and then have the questions and literally interact with our fans. Yeah. And our listeners, if you like, not fans, we're not flipping celebrities. Well, let us know <laughs> how you uh, yeah. But you hit us over on Instagram. All the I'll probably have it on the screen now as I'm talking. Our socials will pop up, our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. Hit us up on them. That's the best way to get hold of us. We've just yeah. done our 500 follower giveaway, which was announced last, I think it was Saturday we've done it. Immy, congratulations. Immy Chambers won the congratulations. show. Congratulations. So we're on 600 now, which is incredible already. As soon as we get to a thousand, there'll be a narrow giveaway. Don't know what the prize will be yet, but that is it. A thousand, there'll be a narrow chance to win an item from us. But like I was saying, thank you all for the support, and we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye bye.